passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone. It is John Pollock and Wei Ting. And we have our first ever post-wrestling breaking news show. Breaking. Breaking news. Uh, we just uh, watched the announcement by Vince McMahon, the Alpha Entertainment Press Conference, to officially announce the return of the XFL for 2020. And I guess, wait, just your overall impressions. First of all, just... Um, this was first reported back in December. Brad Shepard was the one who broke this news, even down to the day that this announcement would be made, and it mm. did occur on this very date. Uh, we just sat and watched this. What, how did you think Vince McMahon came across here? Uh, and it was a much more, like, complete opposite of the Vince McMahon that launched the XFL in 2000, mm-hmm. which was one year out they announced the league would form. Well, first, I think it's 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 notable that Vince uh, would even decide to field... Uh, a press conference on YouTube to a bunch of uh, uh, questions from reporters. Um, it's something that I don't know when, when was the last time we've seen him do something like that? I mean, he takes questions on the conference calls, but that's from shareholders mm-hmm. and it's technically open to members of the media, but generally it's just shareholders that are asking questions that he can easily pivot over to George Barrios to take over. This was him out there solo and at times felt like he was like this was Vince McMahon on his absolute best behavior for sure presenting the presenting a completely subdued Vince McMahon and not the wild maniac that ran the XFL and was going out there and just throwing bombs my impression is that he really wants to have a football league and he wants to emphasize all the positives that uh, the XFL has kind of been known for since then, and that being perhaps its uh, ability to kind of reimagine the presentation of football. That was the uh, big buzzword was reimagine. Reimagine, yes. Shit, I'm even using it now. But uh, just, you know, in terms of technological advancement, he seemed to really be kind of uh, putting over um, the the presentation of, of, of uh, putting football on like different platforms it was very vague. Like the guy doesn't. There were no know, specifics. He doesn't know what what this is going to be, but he emphasized certain things, and he says there definitely won't be a lot of certain things that were brought up by uh, the questions. Yeah, I'm just going to go through some of the yeah. notes, and then we'll just kind of discuss the overall picture that they painted during this press conference. It will kick off in 2020. They're really gearing this at being for the fans. They want to make this as fan friendly as possible, and also player friendly. They stated trying to make it. Ex- they're really going to emphasize safety at a time when I think that's that's kind of a square peg in a round hole when you're talking about football, that it can only be so safe. It would be like me stating that we want to promote the most safe, the safest boxing promotion ever. He wants to make a safer football, but also a faster football. Which are contradictory. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think under the best of circumstances, you can minimize player safety. 
I think by safe, he probably means, I mean, it's, it, it was very telling even if you're, for me, I'm not a football fan, but it was very telling the way he handled a lot, a lot of these questions because, uh, you know, because you, you kind of see what the WWE has done in recent years and implementing a lot of, I guess, testing and, and very rigorous, uh, policies regarding people's health, uh, and, and before they're able to perform, that's kind of what I'm assuming, you know, is that they will rigorously test everybody testing yes but the on-field product there's only like in the wwe you can curb lots of things mm. and i'm waiting for this line about the safety aspect to just feature b-roll of lesnar caving in orton's head to be used on a sports cast uh, or his own head being caved oh in. really yeah being headbutted skull to skull mm. as this what a stupid angle in hindsight i mean oh i loved it but, but yes. I mean, but knowing you're, you're do doing it, this, yeah. knowing you're doing this where concussions will be on everyone's mind as they form this league where he will be asked this repeatedly and you go out and do an angle yourself like this. Well, John, these are completely separate things. Yes. As we learned, uh, they're going to listen to fans, medical officials, members of the media, and most of all the fans, which the narrative of the last XFL from Vince McMahon's point of view was that. The media were too harsh on it and ruined the league. They, he has toyed with the fans. Loved it. It was, fans a, loved yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It was a, it was an artistic success, but yes. critics hated it. Toying with the idea of eliminating halftime, they want to make games shorter. He asked. He literally said this with a straight face. Who wants to sit through three to three and a half hour games? They want to have games under that time frame. We to me, he spells it out that Vince McMahon realizes this is a pure economic decision of mm -hmm. Raw being three hours because the whole point of this is to make this a compact presentation mm -hmm. in the shortest amount of time possible to the point of eliminating halftime. I have no doubt that he feels the same way about his wrestling product. I think he, the man is very aware that three hours is way too long for this uh, WWE Raw program. He mentioned a shorter, faster-paced game, easier-to-understand game. And then emphasize pro football reimagined. Uh, kind of the only concrete info we got were that it would consist of eight teams, 40-man rosters, uh, 10 team or 10 game regular season with semifinals and finals, which would start in late January, early February of 2020. I would say the positive is the fact they are giving themselves the time to cultivate franchises, to sign players, and they really understand that the level of play needs to be at a certain level but i don't know what quality of players you can attract outside of the nfl are you going to be competitive even with cfl salaries uh are you going to be able to attract college football players that have their eyes on the nfl draft uh you like it's going to be really tough to me that you're going to be able to have that kind of capital that you're going to be able to sign players away from nfl franchises so, so i'm curious to know where this money is coming from this Thus far, they've been bankrolled by just under $100 million of Vince's money that he sold the Class A shares of his stock for. Mm -hmm. And and that's the only capital that's kind of invested. That's what's running Elf Entertainment at the moment. He emphasized that there would be no wrestling crossover. Zero. Announcers, to the point he said that this is probably the last time you'll see me in front of this. Highly doubt that. It's hard to imagine that you take Vince McMahon away from this. Like, who is that? who is that front and center person that needs to be out there selling this thing. I imagine at least for the time being between now and January, 2020, you will probably see Vince. 
He mentioned that they're looking at a combination of traditional television distribution as well as digital. No talks have begun yet, but he knows interest is there. That to me is the critical component of this. If what's different from 2001 is that you have a lot of sports franchises that are making unbelievable rights fees at the moment Mm -hmm. that if the XFL can get something like that, that can make this a big successful venture. That's a huge if, if they can do that. And the fact that nothing has been laid out, I don't think you can make any kind of judgment on this at the moment, but this was repeatedly asked. Yeah. um, I think it's, I mean, if you're Vince McMahon, I just kind of, this just seems like it's, it's his pet project that he has always wanted to bring back. And, you know, if you're that age, how much more do you have, how much more time do you have in order to kind of live out your dream of owning a successful football league? And that's kind of what I see this is. Um, it's And what is the appetite for, like, your hardcore football fans that watch the NFL and college football to seek this out? I'm not a football fan, so I can't tell and, you. And nor am I. But it's, like, we saw this once before, of yeah. the idea of running a league when the NFL ends, the season ends. Well, I'll tell you, like, it makes current deals that the WWE has with things like Facebook... Facebook Watch, a lot more interesting because you can perhaps sense that, you know, uh, these are kind of potential venues, not just for the WWE in the future, but also for projects like this. Will they make, I mean, they're they're very well versed in uh, starting up a streaming service now. Do they just do on demand themselves and, and stream this thing? Um, Alpha Vision. Alpha, Alpha TV. But, uh, it was interesting just from a wrestling perspective, listening to this press conference and seeing Vince McMahon's philosophies on a lot of business dealings. Uh, he said this will not affect any WWE decisions at all, and he will remain in the same role as yeah. CEO and chairman. So very really drew a line yeah. that this has nothing to do with the WWE, but I don't see how, if you are looking at this league mm-hmm. and eliminating all of the promotion that take away the WWE promotion of that first season of the xfl yeah does the xfl launch to anywhere near the momentum taking theoretically as vince said he's not going to be the face of this Mm -hmm. leading up to it Mm -hmm. there's no wwe involvement i assure you that there will be mention of the league as it launches but we won't see jim ross we won't see michael cole calling a match we won't see you know john cena appear at in the halftime segments i think that's what he means and i i mean it tells me he's clearly aware that that was one of the criticisms of, of the original league that he wants to change this time around. He wants to, he just wants to make a straight up wrestling league, or sorry, straight up football league. Then we got into the political nature because he was asked if President Trump will support this. He said he does not know, but this league will have nothing to do with politics or social issues. And went a step further, being asked about will, will players be fined or suspended if they kneel? during the national anthem. And he said that the national anthem is a time-honored tradition. There would be a booklet with rules and regulations, but said pretty clearly that, yeah, everyone will stand for the national anthem. And right there, you've made this political. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. You can't escape that. You can't. It's exactly. It's, it's something you can't really control. Uh, I, I mean, although he does a pretty good job of it with the WWE, you know, he controls that wrestling company 
basically, like I said, you know, in the past, like a dictatorship and he can, he can reprimand people for doing things that are political, but in a football game that is not predetermined and not a fictitious, uh, presentation of, 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 uh, of fiction, like, can he have that same control? It's, it's just a, what they have cultivated within the WWE is generally a, a set of independent contractors that all fall in line with the company. You don't see guys on the roster typically that are going to be outspoken oh. about the company while they're there. They and are. compare that to the UFC where guys are not shy at all about criticizing the company. And with the WWE, I mean, that has just been drilled into them that it's just, you're not going to screw with your career. And I think that when you're looking, I, I just don't see how, if this league were to be starting right now, yeah. how you could escape politics, how you could escape any of this. Like the NFL has been, I mean, that has been one of the central themes of this entire past season. 2020 is a long time from now though. And who knows how the world will look by then. Um, but yeah, maybe it could be a bigger it, issue. It's also an election year, 2020. Mm, so this right. will start during... He did say that even if you did... Uh, and any player with the DUI... That was not... something. He said quality of players will be extremely important. If you have a DUI, mm-hmm. you will not play in the XFL, which is quite the double standard from the WWE. Although I would say that tell, it kind of gives you a glimpse of how he views his current WWE roster and and certainly this Enzo situation that's going on right now. The, uh, further indication to me that a guy like Enzo will not be back. Any 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 black mark you can potentially give potentially give uh, potentially give to his company, it it seems like it's it's a flat no, you're gone. What about what just happened with Jey Uso? Like he he flat out said here about a, a DUI. Like we do have a kind of set of circumstances mm-hmm. for one company and not the other. Maybe it's not in the handbook. There will be a, an XFL booklet mm-hmm. that we will all await. Um, he was asked multiple times about cities. This this sounded like when Dana White gets asked, are you guys bringing the UFC to this city or this city? Non-committal about any cities, although he did state they would be looking at cities that already have football infrastructure. They're not looking to build stadiums. That's a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. So going, renting space at existing stadiums and... How, how, do you, how do you see this announcement affecting their stock price? Let's take a look. Let's see. Oh, can we see live? Let's see what, what the uh, stock opened at versus uh, what it is right now as trading is about to complete in about 15 minutes. So today it opened at 33.61. It's gone up 29 cents. So minimal movement, but upward. Hmm, so interesting. Um, tomorrow will be an interesting day to watch how the WWE stock uh, is affected by this because to catch everyone up to speed, and there was some uh, great reporting by Chris Harrington, who does the WrestleNomics podcast about the trademark situation, because last year, um, Elf Entertainment had applied for a series of trademarks, including URFL, some variations of that. And then on top of that, they went out to try and... URFL. Yeah, they're not going with that name probably for for good reason. But maybe the XFL isn't a great idea either, given mm-hmm. he cited the equity and that it's a cool name, but one that just has such a negative connotation to the sports world. People, to, to this day, wear XFL, XFL shirts as ironic T-shirts. You know what I mean? And is that necessarily what you want to inject $100 million into? 
I don't know. Like, it's a known brand, but... I you feel know. like he's got a very warped uh, vision of, of the popularity of this brand, maybe coming off of that ESPN thing. But getting back to the trademarks, they had applied for several XFL-related re- trademarks, and what Chris Harrington reported was they've had this extension, a series of extensions on the XFL trademark, and they were on their final extension that they can use without... Like, you have to use it for... Like, you have to use the brand that Mm -hmm. you're extending this trademark on. And they were on their final extension, which was set to end this month to coincide with this. So if you're a WWE shareholder, you can look at it two ways. One is that this is not part of WWE business and this could dilute finances to to fund this separate league. Mm -hmm. The other side of the coin is you're taking the CEO and chairman and he is now dividing his time. And if this thing is a massive success... The WWE shareholders aren't enjoying in the success of this. If they land an enormous television contract, that doesn't help WWE business. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it two ways. Vince has also claimed, though, that he will be taking a step back from sort of the, the uh, I guess, he said he would hire people. Professionals that, that know what they're doing. That know what they're doing. Um, Does I, that indicate he doesn't know what he's doing? I, I mean, that's sort of, I think, it. So This did feel rushed. Like, all of this being put together. Um, they they had a, a video, though, to start off the the um, the whole press conference that was very much in the same style. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was produced by the same people as the WWE 2K Seth Rollins, uh, the Snoop Dogg rap video. It was very similar. Yeah. Uh, just rounding things out here, just some minor stuff. They didn't know about nicknames on the back of jerseys. And most questions were, I don't know. A lot of I don't knows. And I will uh, let the audience tell me yep. what they want. Uh, yeah, and he just ended it, stating he won't be out front. Uh, he's going to take a back seat. And when he was asked about Linda McMahon's advice on this venture, he did not seek Linda's advice about this. He said no. That was a press conference. It was about, I'd say, 25 minutes or so. And yeah, a lot of the television, the distribution deal is the biggest thing. So that's, granted, we are years away from this launch. Well, two years away from this Mm -hmm. launching. So they're giving themselves double the time to get ready than they did the last time, which Mm -hmm. was rushed. The quality of play was criticized, though I don't know, like, when do you start signing players? I mean, are you going to sign them to contracts just to practice for a year? I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be an enormous startup cost. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's... Well beyond this $100 million. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are... If you're Vince McMahon... Is this a good move at this stage in, in your life? I, I think it's I think it's very risky. And if I was committed to determining the fate of this XFL, I think it's going to be very similar to the first one. Uh, just without knowing what their television situation yeah. is, I have a hard time imagining that when you have an ESPN that is struggling to maintain subscribers, when you have you know a number of television outlets that are trying to preserve viewers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the XFL is the kind of hook that they'd put resources in to bring back cable subscribers or even a digital presence. Mm-hmm. I think their best bet that is realistic is an Amazon that can't quite grab the major NFL deals. Mm-hmm. They can get, you know, 10 game Thursday night deal kind mm-hmm. of thing, but they'll put several million several you know, million dollars into an XFL that is their inroads to football that proves they can produce 
football on their platform, and it's got some buzz to it. And seeing all these options that are available right now, even outside of network broadcasters, maybe this is Vince's thinking. Well, that's it. If if Amazon is looking to get into things in a big way, mm-hmm. Facebook, Netflix, Netflix yeah. I mean, they probably can't wrestle away the major mm-hmm. sports deals that are out there, but this is something within reach. Like, if you're Vince, do you kind of have the, like, it kind of gives me the impression that maybe he feels like he's reached a ceiling with professional wrestling and that, you know, you we're creating all this content and great, we own it all, but wrestling perhaps can only take my business so far versus maybe football. Well, I think that the speculation on the eventual Vince McMahon sale is only going to amplify as a result of this. Hmm. I think he'll play it very, very close to the vest as he did in this press conference about the WWE. That was clearly something he didn't really want to talk about in this mm-hmm. and just business as usual on the WWE end. But it has to raise your um, your outlook of like what is his long-term with the WWE? Is it if they receive an enormous sale offer, do, I'm, sh- I'm certain he's entertaining that offer. Mm-hmm. That would be my assumption. Is Alpha entertaining it? Is Alpha entertaining it? Yes. Yeah, and it'll be interesting how this is covered in the within the WWE. This was this was promoted by the WWE on their social media platforms today. Mm-hmm. Mike Johnson had reported that it was WWE production that was putting together videos. So right there, obvious looking at it. I'm sure it was the same set in Stanford that they use for all their. Uh, uh, they have a headquarters that is across the street from WWE headquarters in Stanford. Apparently, they oh, have a Alpha. physical address. Okay. Yes. But if you're a shareholder, again, and you're looking at why are WWE resources being put into this, even through a production video, like where where is the line here between the WWE and Elf Entertainment? Because there's going to be a big blurring of it at the onset of everything. Mm. And Vince McMahon is at the at the forefront of that blurring of that line. So that is the that is the recap of the announcement. And we will certainly be following this. Uh, I'm certain. You know, I was thinking about this today, that when you couple in the fact that Raw just did an enormous number on Monday, Mm -hmm. you have the Rumble weekend, which is always going to have a lot of interest. Uh, TMZ had the story today that Ronda stating she won't be at the Rumble, this XFL launch, and for all the wrong reasons, but still one that was covered huge, was the Enzo story. I mean, the WWE has an enormous spotlight on them this week. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on. So That means uh, uh, we won't be getting that much sleep this week. Well, thankfully, we have a quiet weekend. I mean, there's not a whole lot happening uh, this weekend. Uh So we will wrap things up here. You can follow postwrestling.com for all the latest news. What do we have coming up on the site? On Friday. Well, right now, we have a a new edition of British Audio Wrestling that's up on British Wrestling Experience. Oh, shit. Come on. Sorry, the British Wrestling Experience uh, up on their own iTunes and Stitcher and uh, everything feed. Please subscribe and leave a comment. Great job from uh, Ollie Court and Benno Mm -hmm. on this week's show. And then they'll be back two weeks from now uh, with Martin Bush be back with the two of them. Friday, we've got Rewind Away coming out. We're actually in the middle of recording the show. When all this, and we were t- taking a break right now to do this. Yeah, sit back on Friday, folks. We got a monster coming out oh, from yeah. with our review of WrestleMania X8 uh, Friday as well. Uh, just because of uh, scheduling issues, uh, we're gonna have a second show out with myself and WH Park. We're gonna go through, a- and you never know. You never know who's gonna show up for Royal Wrestling.com, and we will speak with you all many, many times over the next couple of days. <laughs>